Hey, this is Connor from Contra, and you're listening to Epitome of Stupidity. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, maybe, if you've been here before. I'm Ron Burgundy. To another episode of Epitome of Stupidity, a shitty metal podcast. Yay! He's Brian, I'm Clint, and in the background, you have fucking Conjurer. That is the goods. That is their song, Choke. It's the uh, first song off their album, Meyer. Um, Not the chain grocery store, M-I-R-E. And oh, like the muck and mire. Yeah, yeah. The metal form of it, mire. It, oh, man. The, uh, well, we'll get into all that here in a little bit. Um, uh, stumbled across those guys not too long ago and have been enjoying it thoroughly. You know what else I enjoy? Um, morphine. Whatever you're listening to. What are you listening to, Brian? Some morphine, spotlights, a little moth gatherer. That's that's my, of, t- oh. that's my that's my list. Oh, that's my list. Oh shit. That's my list. And for the record, I don't enjoy Morphine. Oh. That is a band. I will get to that in a second. It's going to be Brian's new favorite band. I can't wait to tell him about it. So, oh, my name's Brian. I was reading the Right. One. You are Brian. There's nothing next to my so, name. There's nothing next. No. To so, um, let's see. Of course, spotlights cuz I'm on the nuts with the spotlights. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he actually, this is a, a better story, I guess, than anything I'm listening to. He sent me a, a Dropbox to his presets. Yeah. And I can't get any of them to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Because he, he uses a real amp, and I can't figure out how to make, right. make a fake amp work. So thanks to him, but I can't figure it out. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Um, as Brian started to mention there, I stumbled across, uh, across even, mm-hmm. um, a band called Morphine from the 90s. If you've ever wondered what, uh, what like grunge Dave Matthews would sound like. I haven't. Well, either way, here you go. And as I said before, they are going to be your new favorite band. Let me tell you about them real quick. Um, they're all dead. Or not all dead, but the Jesus singer's dead. Jesus Christ, dude. So it's not like we're getting them on the show or anything. But uh, there's he, a drummer. He didn't die of morphine. Over there's, no, he didn't. Please. Okay. I think he did die on stage, though. Heart failure. Anyway. Um, drummer. Saxophone player, mm. two string slide bass, two string slide bass, <laughs> and that is the band. Does it sound like Mighty Mighty Boston? No, it does not. It sounds good, and I have been enjoying it thoroughly. I've also been listening to some uh, Spotlights, The Moth Gatherer, tons of Conjurer and Palm Reader. I uh, found those two uh, a few weeks ago. Spotify showed me that they, uh, the two of them, put a split out covering. Mastodon's Blood and Thunder, Conjurer Matt covers that, and uh, Slipknot's Wait and Bleed. No, um, <laughs> Vermilion. Cut, edit, paste. Here, go. Brian had a Brian and I had a quick little joke back and forth, and it, it is now the best Slipknot song. So yes, the best Slipknot song is okay. a cover of a Slipknot song. Yeah, and uh, because of Conjurer, I found a band or not found. I don't care. Whatever they do, a collaboration with a band called. Pin, pin, something like that. P I J N. Mostly instrumental, mostly heavy. Also very good. Also on that split with Conjurer is a band called Palm Reader. They cover a Rage Against the Machine song and something else like that. That I, I'm not going to be able to remember the other one. And uh, I thought it might be cool. Because they've got a friendly little back and forth. So I thought, hey, maybe we'll play some Palm Reader. You want to play some Palm Reader, Brian? <coughs> he says yes. So here is Internal Winner. Do enjoy. We lost. We lost the 
That uh, that that split was a it's gold, Jerry. I fucking love it. I'm really enjoying me some Palm Reader and some Conjurer. Isn't it funny? I didn't know those existed till like a year ago. That splits were a thing. <laughs> it, it's a lot of the things that you didn't realize existed are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like fill in the blank with something amusing here. Clint's only on his first beer. It's not. <laughs> it's not quite clever I'm not firing yet. Firing on all cylinders. Please excuse my. Lack of brain. Um, I'm also officially lacking in mead. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use the code EPITOMEAD. E-P-I-T-O-M-E-A-D. What for? What's that going to do for you? I'm going to put that in to Brimminghorn Meadery's website. And they add 10% on. No, they take 10% (laughs) off. They will ship that deliciousness of theirs to you wherever you are. And you will enjoy it. And you will be drunk. Drunk. And uh, you'll thank us later. I'm still waiting for someone, anyone to thank us for anything. Thank you, Brian. Oh, there we go. I don't know what I'd do without you. Breakthrough on episode 72. <laughs> <laughs> um, in uh, non-breakthrough news, you want to do a tired bit that only I think is funny and see if maybe we can talk to somebody from Conjurer? I think we should go for the bass player. I believe his name's Connor. Connor from Conjurer? Connor from Conjurer. Here we go. Boop, 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 boop. Ring. He answered. We still have a hot streak going. Connor of Conjurer on the line with us from way on the other side of the damn planet. Connor, how are you today? I'm not too bad. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. It is 11 o'clock in the morning for us. And Clint's drinking. Of course I am. What time is it for you? Uh, 4 o'clock here. 4 p.m. And where are you? Uh, I'm in England, UK. And are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I've got a tea in typical British fashion, <laughs> I guess. We will. If it was anything but the tea, it would have been bad. But we'll let it go with the tea, I guess. <laughs> yep. But um, Connor of Conjurer, uh, as uh, Brian and I have already the bass player, the bass player of Conjurer. We, we have not. Good call. Uh, <laughs> As has been already mentioned, came across you guys uh, a few months ago with that split that you did with Palm Reader, the covers uh, split. Um, oh, cool. Yep. So, while as much as I love all of you guys' catalog, this is one of the rare occasions where I actually don't know a lot about the band that we're talking to. So, tell us about Conjurer. How did you guys get going? You know, this the uh, the synopsis of Conjurer, if you will. Sure, okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm not, take you all the way back to the start, I'm not the original bass player in the band, but I've known the guys, and like we've been friends and played a band together since before Conjurer was a thing. Um, so I'm, I'm aware of the entire story. It was basically, kind of like I said, we'd all played in local bands um, and come across each other's paths and that sort of stuff. Um, and it just so happened that Dan and Brady, the guitarist and vocalist, were both kind of between bands at the same time, roughly. Uh, and Brady just put up a status or something on Facebook, basically saying, anyone want to start a band? And I think it was like in the style of Gajira, Black Dahlia Murder, that sort of thing, which uh, at the time, and, and still is, but specifically at the time, that was very much what Dan was into. So he saw that and was like, yes, I will hit him up. And so that, that was basically the start of it. It was just um, like, like a Facebook status, that sort of thing. And then Dan uh, writes songs anyway, whether he's in a band or not. So he took, uh, I think it was like an early version of Behold the Swine, the first song off the um, first EP they brought out. Took that to Brady. Brady was like, yeah, sick. Uh, They then got Jan involved, uh, Jan the drummer, basically because in our small little town, um, he's the only drummer who like would have been able to play the stuff. So he was like instantly, oh, well, we need that guy. And that was that was kind of basically, you know, the start, and they got practicing and writing more songs and that sort of thing. What year was uh, this? Do you know? themselves a bassist like two weeks before their first gig because <laughs> obviously you need one. Right. Um, and then, then, yeah, it's just kind of been all go from there. They brought out the EP. That did really well. Um, they got in the studio, recorded Maya, which was the, the first album. And it was just after they finished recording that that the old bass player Andy left, 
And so that's when they uh, that's when they called me. What year did all this start? Uh, so this was back in, I want to say their first gig was 2015, oh. like February 2015. So that sort of time, late 2014, early 2015. And I mean, in those five years, Conjurer has built no small amount of buzz. And I mean, just all of the highest praise has been heaped upon you guys. That's got to be, uh, I, hell, it's got to make you blush sometimes, right? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Um, kind of like I say, like, because I came in effectively halfway through, I, I'm very aware and they always, even if I wasn't, they make sure I'm very aware that I just hopped on the train after, <laughs> uh, after they'd already done all the hard work. So, but yeah, no, and they completely deserve it. Even before I was in the band, like just as a friend, it was it was great to see them getting like the praise that they deserve because like I was saying, Dan's always written great songs, whether he was in a band or not. And so it's nice that, you know, it started to get recognized and then they put on a great live show anyway. I'd like to think that I help it a little bit, but you know, yeah, it's it's nice that that people are are being so kind about it, and it's kind of getting us somewhere. Uh, so we are going to do something here uh, just now with Connor that I don't think we've ever done before. We've actually got a uh, a fan mail question for you, Connor. If you if you mind taking this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, as soon as I can find it here, Andy Gillian. Andy Gillian. Gillian. Sorry. Andy Gillen. Gillen. There it is. Andy Gillen. Third time's a charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andy Gillen wants to know, just how great is Palm Reader? <laughs> like, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all the only proper response. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fine. We're very good friends with those guys, which is why I can get away with just talking trash to them constantly <laughs> would you and then we'll turn around and like you say pass play EP with them so it's fine um no they are like when i'm not being a dickhead uh they're they're great they're a great band they're a great group of people and yeah i'll only say it once but <laughs> they're great. all right um that's all the, that's all the talk they're getting that's all stuff. of it yeah. well that kind of we're oh, gonna yeah, yeah. might as well bring <laughs> up but so. might as well have a quick conversation about that split while while we're here how did that come about? So that was um, we that was initially meant to be with another band, a band called Frontera, um, but it never really sort of came about. I don't know why uh, on their end, but effectively it was for us at least. We had this. Well, the two tracks we did on there were "Blood and Thunder" by Mastodon, and then we did our version of "Vermilion" by Slipknot. Uh, Blood and Thunder was just a cover we had in our locker and had played like a select few times anyway. Um, but then Vermilion we ended up doing for a magazine over here called Metal Hammer, um, where like they'll do every now and again like feature covers and stuff on artists. I think it was just as the new Slipknot album was about to come out, they did this whole thing where they get a load of bands to cover Slipknot songs in their own style and that sort of thing. So we ended up going into the studio and doing Vermilion specifically for that originally. And then whilst we were in the studio, we're like, well, we've got the time. We might as well record Blood and Thunder. So we had these two songs ready to go and we knew we wanted to put them out and our label, Holy Roar, had said they'd put them out. We basically just needed to find someone else to do it with. Uh, and it was, we were sat, uh, at, I want to say, yeah, we were sat at Download Festival um, and across the little sort of, I don't know, outside area, wherever we were sat, we saw Andy and Sam from Palm Reader. And we were like, oh, wait, well, why don't, why don't we see if Palm Reader want to do a couple of songs? So yelled abuse at them until they came over. <laughs> and, and, and that was it. They came over, we were like, oh, do you want to do a split? And they were like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> and to their credit, like, they, they whacked out a couple of covers pretty quickly and to an insane quality. They sound great. And yeah, that was that. That's uh, I mean, I, I'm on, sure man. you've heard it more than twice, but obviously, Blood and Thunder is a massive undertaking. And then you guys do, I, I, I mean, I, we realize that Slipknot is huge, but we've already said it here on the on the intro that I'd say that your version of Vermillion's better than any Slipknot song. Period. <laughs> um, so all this being the long <laughs> well, way of saying, well, fucking done. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we're we're happy with how they turned out. Um. And I don't know, I don't know how loudly you can say it, but in some cases I agree. I personally prefer our version of Blood and Thunder <laughs> to the Mastodon one. Not that the Mastodon one isn't great, but 
you know. Yeah, those are those are obviously a massive undertaking, and being able to pull them off, fucking high five. <laughs> Just uh, so that was obviously that is obviously the most newest release, most recent yes. release. I can talk good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are working on something actually new, though. What uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, we are trying our best to write album two. Um, it's taking. It's taking a little while. We've been working on it for quite a while, on and off. Um, but our problem is we're not... Obviously, all of this has changed with the pandemic and stuff. But even before that, we were never particularly a jam band. Like, we we typically would get together every Wednesday, but we would just practice our songs. Like, we don't get in a room and write together. It's all done at home and over email and all of that sort of thing. So that means when we're busy touring and stuff, we we aren't writing. So typically, writing takes us a while. Um, but I guess that's been one of the few pluses of lockdown and this pandemic and stuff is it means we've been able to kind of get our heads down and, and focus on writing a little bit more. So yeah, it's getting there. I think we we were talking about it earlier, actually, we've got a little WhatsApp group chat going on and I think we're saying we've got like at the time of this being recorded, I don't know when it's going out, but we've got about 38 minutes worth of material. Um, and so we're just pushing for that second half of the record really. Second half. Wow, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. At, uh, well, yeah, this is this is kind of what we were talking about because, yeah, typically, um, like, Maya was, like, 44 minutes long or something like that. But so far, I mean, I don't know how much I should really say, but screw it, whatever. Um, <laughs> the songs on this one are typically a little bit longer. So although we've got 38 minutes, it's not that many songs. So right. we're kind of under the under the view of, well, we'd we'd rather have more songs, even if it means like a longer album we don't want to shortchange anyone or ourselves really i i am all fucking for it and by the way i i saw where you guys were showing some of the uh the track titles uh and personally if grape stomping isn't the heaviest song ever written i will be seriously uh (laughs) underwhelmed (laughs) and that's fair Uh, (laughs) bald sods should be pretty good too that uh those were these are some fun track titles. Just Dan, in every sense, Dan. Oh, you got you got every, a comment, right? That's how it actually. It's oh, it's, okay. It's how it's okay. Got you. Got you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's to be honest. That's one of the most fun parts of writing. To be honest, is the uh, stupid names we end up coming up with, and that'll be like those ones. So those ones that got posted are like, like the third or fourth iteration of each song. Like every time someone posts, like or like uploads a new version that they've been working on, the title get changed ever so slightly so it's just stupid ongoing jokes we've got <laughs> with each other is there uh any kind of backstory to any one of these it's worth telling <sighs> not that i can no not that i can really think of um i don't remember what they are but I think it, there's one that technically has a backstory but that also might potentially give something away so okay. i don't i can't go into that one all right but otherwise all right. no it's just Global Stupid secrecy stuff. here with Conjurer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. You know, gotta gotta keep a little bit of suspense. <laughs> I, I don't blame you at all. Uh, you guys, I, I I keep saying it, and I don't care. You guys are insanely heavy, but you've also got an atmosphere to some of the songs, and you can also, you know, there's blast beats here and there, and it, it's how the hell do you put all this together in something coherent and fucking awesome? <laughs> a lot of slaving away. Um, <laughs> that's like kind of how I was saying earlier. Wow, it takes ages to write because we're not a jam band. That's also kind of the other side of it of why it takes so long. Because, they, like you said, there's a lot. There's a lot we want to pack in and a lot we want to do, but we can't just throw it all together and go. Yep, yeah, there's a song. We're very, we're, we're perfectionists in the way that everything needs to fit together properly and make sense before we're willing to kind of put our name behind it. So yeah, a lot of a lot of arguing, a lot of back and forth, a lot of disagreements, but it so far at least it all works out in the end. That is the, Well, first of all, congratulations on being in a band that gives a fuck what the bassist <laughs> thinks. Because the band we're in, Clint's the bassist, and we don't give a flying fuck what he has to say about anything. So, so yeah. I mean I I get it. Like I I'm a bass player now. I'm having to admit to myself that before kind of I joined Kundra and started playing bass because of that. Before that, I was a guitarist. Oh, and okay. so I 
do still kind of have that fuck the bass player built into me, but I'm, <laughs> I'm learning from side that, that maybe no, maybe I do have an opinion. <laughs> right. Well, so I mean, so you're you're a guitarist firsthand, so then that makes sense why they'll listen to you. Yeah. That's, yeah. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. <laughs> it. It should be mentioned somewhere in here that you know you guys create this ridiculously heavy and you know dark or whatever other generic term you want to use in there music but you've also clearly got a sense of humor that uh talk about that balance i guess uh, you know with the uh bald sods track titles and the back and forth with palm reader yeah. but then you put on a song like wretch <laughs> i mean yeah it's just i don't I don't know, because one, like, an easy explanation that I've always seen, like, bands use, and I guess for some bands it might be this way and others it might not, but it's almost like, oh, we get it out through the music, you know, that sort of thing. And, like, as far as I'm aware, we're not even necessarily doing that. Like, some of the <laughs> lyrical themes and whatever that Dan writes are, are fairly personal to him and, like, emotions he has and stuff like that, but, like, like you kind of point out, like, it, when we get in a van with Palm Reader and that sort of stuff, like, I'd like to think at least we're easygoing, like, nice, happy people who just happen to like and enjoy writing and performing like this sort of music but yeah it's not it's that's not who we are like as people in a sense like it, yeah if you bump into us at a show or anything we're not going to be all aggressive and dour yeah and like, yeah I, I just think i get it that say back in there's been like with punk bands when punk was first coming out and it was all the music was more to support a message and a viewpoint and ideology that sort of thing i get that more but nowadays it's more just like well, we've grown up listening to music and like playing it in bands and stuff this is this is just the music we enjoy um, and if it happens to be dark and gloomy and miserable then cool but yeah we'd rather just have a laugh to be honest um so real quick i want to kind of take it back to you being a guitar player before you came into the band so do you do any uh riff writing as far as on the guitar side and, and hand it off to the other guys or do you just stick strict just to the the bass uh no i try whenever i write i write on a guitar and um, okay typically and say so, yeah try That's and cool. write my own riffs and come up with stuff and then yeah it gets i'll pass that over to the guys and it will uh, it'll get slated and I'll get told no and then uh, the cycle starts again <laughs> nice it, uh, how did they um, I, how did they talk you into making the switch I guess um, to be honest it, there wasn't much of a conversation it, it was so you want in you gotta make the switch <laughs> well kind of yeah it, before they got the first bass player Andy they had asked me uh to play bass the first time round. Um but I just started going to university or college for you guys. Um and obviously being a guitar player like Dan let me borrow his bass and I, I learned a few of the songs. But it was just a case of like at the time I didn't really enjoy playing bass that much. Like it didn't feel great to me. And then also starting college it was like, well, I'm not gonna have the money or really the time to properly commit to like gigging and going all over the country and that sort of stuff. So you guys should probably just find a, a proper bass player, which they did. And then uh, conveniently, by the time that they needed me, I was just finishing university. And so was coming out and going, oh, well, I need something to do. But it wasn't even it wasn't even a case of me asking or anything like that. I literally got a phone call from them whilst they were in the studio. I think it was like the second last or the last day they were in the studio. And I just got a phone call. And they were like, oh, so you're our bassist now, by the way. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. All right then. I I guess yeah sure. And so yeah then then I uh, borrowed Dan's bass again, learned all the songs at this point. It was all the Maya stuff as well, and it I don't know what was different or whether it was just I was more open minded to it, but playing bass felt a lot better and more kind of comfortable and natural. So like it was kind of a mix of oh actually this is quite enjoyable and yes these are my friends and like the band's great. So to be a to be a part of kind of like we said before to hop on this this train that's already um already moving at a decent pace and then also a part of well i've got nothing else to do <laughs> all those three things um worked out for the best i would say yeah here we are three years later fuck it got none of those better i might as well join this badass band right quick, right yeah. it's uh right yeah, yeah. That, that was very much it. it was like oh well i guess yeah, yeah sure if you need yeah. someone if you're gonna twist my arm 
so <laughs> if that was at the end of the Meyer recording sessions, then were you you would have been part of the the I don't I'm I think I might be saying this wrong, but the pin pin collaboration? Oh, pine. Yeah. Pine. A, I'm fucking pain, way off. Yeah. But yeah, they they get called pigeon a lot. Um <laughs> Pigeon. But, <laughs> but no, officially it's um not Danish, it's um Dutch is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's pronounced pine. Um I didn't even I, didn't even I was vaguely involved in that, but again, not really. Um that's something that came about for a festival over here called Arc Tangent, which we've played a couple of times and kind of played. But what they did is they wanted a load of different labels and bands to like collaborate and come up with different projects like Kirsty's Melt Hands ended up being. But I think, apart from maybe one other, we were the only ones that actually did it. But then, it, but yeah, it was basically all curated for this festival. Um, and so, but the, I, although I was aware of it, like, kind of involved in the conversation i didn't end up putting any material forwards for it and i didn't end up playing on it just because it got to the point where it was both me and the bass player from pine couldn't make any of the rehearsals and stuff they were having and it just got to right to the end and they were like right look one of you needs to fucking do it (laughs) and that year and that year we were already playing the festival as kundra we had a kundra set as well as the collaboration thing so i was like well seems like a bit of a dick move for me to play two sets and that guy not get to play any. So I nice. uh, graciously said, if he wants to do it, he can. And he was like, yeah, cool. And so no, I'm not on the recording or anything like that, but I'm say I'm aware of it. And I'm in the group chat and all that mess. Gotcha. I'm associated with it as part of Kondra, I guess. <laughs> all right. uh, you make reference there to, uh, you've made reference to a few festivals and you guys have... Uh, Conjurer has clearly played with a ton of huge bands and especially with you coming on a little bit later is there ever any bit like of performance anxiety with you know shit I'm sharing a stage with just jumping into a band that's playing to people rather than you know working I know you've been in, you were in other bands you said around town but just hopping on stage to maybe a bigger crowd than you've played and especially with a band like Conjurer who's known for a fucking amazing live show yeah exactly um it came up the other day, uh, just because I can't remember exactly the date, but it popped up that it was like three years since my first gig the other day on all the like social memory right, things right, and all right. that. And I, I remember like, yeah, going before going on that set, and that wasn't to a massive crowd, but again, like you say, it it was more of a full room, and I was used to playing in any of my shitty local death metal bands. <laughs> and so yeah, I remember being very nervous before that set and then playing that set that room was like ridiculously hot and it would be in ages since I'd, I'd played and like you say it's a very physical live show that we end up putting on so I remember coming off and feeling like I'm gonna throw up <laughs> so yeah and then then kind of like you're saying the popping into the the bigger crowds uh I mean it's very nice and like I enjoy it and the more people that can see is the better but yeah there's definitely been a few where it's been a little bit nerve-wracking. I believe it, man. That, that's fucking amazing. Um, I, I, I'm going to ask you the generic how would you describe your sound question because it's because it's there to be asked and because I kind of want to hear how you answered. I've seen some answers before from you guys and I, I've liked them all. Yeah. <laughs> I think the ones we've gone for before have been loud, shouty music. Um, which is typically the one you give to like relatives, right? Sort of thing, like, oh, you play in a band. What kind of music is it? And you know, like, well, I'm not going to go into the details of post this and <laughs> right? that and whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to be like, oh, it's just it's loud, shouty, screaming music. You wouldn't like it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't even bother. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that's the the common not metalhead answer. Um, I think we get listed as like post sludge, which is something we are fine with. We have put out UK riff music before, which is a little tongue-in-cheek, but I guess it works. I've got it. It's tricky because without getting like egotistical about it and that sort of thing, like you say, we do we do a lot, and so as much as we've got, uh, like you said, blast beats and black metal bits, we're obviously not a black metal band. The same way we've got more doomy bits and doomy songs, but we're not a doom band. It's it's hard to kind of put into a nice succinct succinct sorry genre to package and market to people so right. yeah we normally just end up 
saying UK riff music or metal or something like that. Uh, what I actually have typed out here is UK best, U, well, three, two, one, UK based riff music of the shouty sort. So you nailed that one on the first try. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's us. Um, and in the, in the same vein of generic questions, I'm going to, we'll have the, uh, influences and currently listen to a conversation if you want. Yeah, sure. What, uh, what uh, are Connor's influences? Uh, mine or the band, sorry. Yours. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to speak for the band. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mine, uh. Back, you want to go? Um, when I first got into metal, it was like the first band that really turned me onto it was Metallica. Like my brother was blasting Metallica through the walls, and even initially, I was like, "What is this? Like, turn it down." But <laughs> it was, I think it was Master Puppet, Master of Puppets. Sorry, he had on that was the one where I actually took notice. So Metallica was like the first band that got me into metal, and like I think for a lot of people, that like one of most people's favorite metal bands even, right right even if you don't feel so great about the later stuff um and all of that debate um but yeah but then i'm i come from i so i i'm considered young i guess with in and amongst a lot of the the bands we end up playing with and all that sort of stuff so i'm i'm 23 and so when um when i was getting into metal so Metallica turned me onto it, but then when I was looking at bands that were on the TV and like coming up at the time, it was like Avenged Sevenfold, Bullet from a Valentine, kind of earlier trivium, that sort of stuff. So I guess I come more from like the current metalcore type side of things. All right. Uh, in in terms of growing up, uh, then I, I don't know. Recently, it's more like stuff like Gazira and more kind of towards death metal type stuff. Gotcha. That's a uh, that's a full plate to be sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's no one ever lists our band. Uh, say again, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. Um, trying to think of any bands that have been like particularly influential. Well, um, so what have you listened to? Like, what were you listening to earlier today or yesterday or something? What's on your playlist? Uh, so recently, uh, let's see, it was a couple of days ago, um, a band called Bleed From Within brought out an album um, called Fracture, which is very good, so listen to that. Uh, I play in another band called Silosis with the drummer from that band, his name's Ali. So, Wait, whoa, 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 you're in Silosis too? <laughs> yes, yes I am. I did not even fucking know that. I've listened to Silosis more than fucking twice. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, newly though, so like, the sort of thing to conjure. I've very much hopped on after all the hard work. Oh, the, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the new album they've just put out. I like again was recorded before me. I'm basically new for the comeback, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, son so of a bitch, Alex, we're gonna have Connor on the show yeah. again two weeks from now to talk about Silosis. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I can give you what little knowledge I have about all of that. <laughs> But yeah, so Ali in that band, um, his main band is Bleed From Within, and so they've just brought out their new album that's very good. So I was listening to that uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, let's see, new stuff. New Black Dahlia Murder. I'm just trying to think what's come out this year. Code Orange was okay. I listened to that. Yeah. I'm, okay. As much as I appreciate that it's a band pushing the boundaries and that sort of stuff, I'm not completely on that train i dude i'm on board with you i tried so hard to get into that and i i just i don't i don't get it it's at points it's fucking really good and at points it's like what the hell is going on <laughs> what just happened yeah yeah I, i'd agree with that and, and like even to the point where i watched because they were the first band in this whole quarantine thing to do the the live stream because they had that album launch show that was cancelled and so in a couple right. of days they turned it around and did this whole live stream thing so i watched that and like credit where credit's due that was incredible and so they're a band i'm absolutely happy to get behind in the sense of pushing metal right but yeah yeah um it's not quite clicked for me either i'd agree with you yeah uh, other stuff recently uh, the latest tesseract album i've been really getting into more kind of like 
on the tech genty side of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, other than that, that's kind of been it for for metal. Everything else I can see is the latest Carly Rae Jepsen album, the B-side she just put out. <laughs> uh, there's a band called Orchards from the UK who are more like um, more like poppy rock type stuff. Yeah, I think but I... they're out great. Um, the uh, son of a bitch. I just lost my train of thought. It's because my dog's upstairs barking. <laughs> I, I I had something that I wanted to go to and then get out. Um, great show, Clint. Whatever, man. Great Apparently, I've show. lost it. Great <laughs> Sorry, Connor. You just had to deal with a a live Clint brain fart. Uh, so instead of suffering through that, I reckon we'll just push on towards the end then. Yeah, and. Uh, if you want to have a little bit of, are you still there? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just came up with a connection thing. I'm back now. I'll okay, you again. Good. Um, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll do a quick, kind of rapid fire thing with you, and then our typical tropey in question, and uh, let you get on with your Sunday. Oh, sounds good. So, uh, uh, rapid fire. Two options. Pick whichever one you enjoy or would. Like the most, Clint will tell you if you're right or wrong. I will do that. Um, even though it's personal sure. preference. That's just how he lives his life. So I'm just going with the old school. I'm just going to. Okay. Last week got a little messy. So anyways, here we go. Coffee or tea? Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah, tea. I don't like coffee. <laughs> Toilet paper. Which is wrong, by the way. Toilet paper. Under or over? Define. On the roll. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Which way do you want? We've had... <laughs> yeah. um, no, over. For sure. Okay. Uh, the Beatles or the Stones? Uh, the Stones, I guess. My I'm guy. not yes. really massively listen, either listen way. to either, but uh, if I had to pick, yeah. Simpsons or Family Guy? Family Guy. Hammett or Hetfield? field all day every day um beer Absolutely. beer or liquor beer i'm not a massive drinker so it takes me a little while to build up to the harder stuff <laughs> the woods or the ocean uh the ocean fall or spring Ooh, uh spring final question the big one sausage links or Go patties on. Shit. Um, <laughs> I want say that again. I may have talked over you. Sausage links. He's going with link. I want a snippet of him saying shit when he realizes the levity of that question. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> a big one. Uh, Connor, it's been a lot of fun. We're going to get you out of here on our trophy. Everybody's heard it a thousand fucking times, but we're going to give it to you. Question here in just a second. I'm also going to point out that my wife, Hilo, is going to love hearing your voice. She is also from the UK. She will uh, enjoy plugging her ears into our idiotic podcast to hear someone talk like her of a friendly manner. <laughs> someone talk properly. Yeah. Right. Yes, that's that's exactly how she would fucking say it. <laughs> Uh, she actually got a kick out of you guys. Uh, I don't. I can't remember if it was an interview that you were in or not. But uh, somebody was talking about where the band hails from. Was that? Uh, I want to say it was rugby. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we're three of us are based really within a yeah small shithole town called Rugby, and then yeah one lives just outside. But that's all there. Yeah. Like I said, she got a kick out of that, and uh, you know again. A friendly voice as far as she's concerned. And Cause, the question. Because she's got to deal with my slur-talking ass 24-7. <laughs> uh, but yes, on to the actual question. Connor, you get shipped off to an island. You get to take one album with you. What's that album going to be? Oh, shit. For the rest of your life. <laughs> For the rest of your life. See, this, like, you're right. This is the question that like everybody will have heard before, but I'm still terrible at it. I'm, I'm horrible at picking favorites. Um, whether it's, well, anything. Okay, well, while you think about that, I'm going to pose another question to you since you said favorites in that manner. Who is your favorite person okay. on the Epitome of Stupidity podcast? Clint or Brian, go. 
That is the right answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Dead even tie. <laughs> Dead silence is what that was. Anyways, sorry. I just couldn't help myself there. Album. One, one fucking album. Um, fuck it. Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen. There we go. That's some nice island music for you. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Connor, I hope this wasn't too uh, painful for you. We've certainly enjoyed it. We will. Uh, no, no. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being on, man. Uh, we will let you get on with your what's coming up on Sunday evening. Yeah. And. Um, yep. Yeah. Have a good one. Talk to you later, man. Cool. See you guys. And there it is. We've gone international again. Um, that was. Uh, it was just as much fun as I hoped it would be. Those guys, or Connor is and i assume the rest of them like i got no reason to think that they're the rest of the guys are shitty and he's cool or anything like that so as far as we know they are those guys are fucking awesome again if you are into the heavy you're going to enjoy this if you haven't already because uh they are all of it and to further prove it here comes a snare drum and their song wreck <laughs> fucking heaviness i can't hear the word wretch without thinking of amazing grace save the wretch like me has anybody ever told you that you have a beautiful voice no i i can't imagine why well that streak will continue <laughs> um anywho up next we've got a band that i think a lot of people that listen to this are going to get into pretty easily uh, this is a band called Dining with Dogs. 
They just put out this album. It's uh, very like Melvin's Clutch Han mashup type sound. Ooh. And it is uh, enjoyable. What's your note here? My note here is that I, without, we got their um, promo from the Ear Split people. What'd you call me? A while ago. I'll tell you about that later. Um, and I, I clicked on the first track, which is a song called Oddly Shaped Skull. And it downloads when you click on it. And I did this on my work computer. <laughs> and I'm going through over the next couple of weeks and attaching things and doing work stuff. And every time I pull up my download box, there's Oddly Shaped Skull. And I don't remember downloading it. So every time I look at that, I've, I almost sent you a text message. must have been seven or eight times to ask you what the hell Oddly Shaped Skull was. Because I thought it had to have been something that you and I were going back and forth about that I've forgotten. And then as I'm setting up things for this show, I see that that's the first track on their album. Recalled all of this. And now I know what Oddly Shaped Skull is. It's the first track on their album. Not just what you see when you look in the mirror. Not just my skull. Uh, Here is their song, Not Oddly Shaped Skull. This is their song, Spreading Thin. I think it was actually the first single. and uh, Also on your skull. Also, (laughs) (laughs) I may not have the jokes, but Brian's here. Spreading Thin.
Was it good? It still is. All right. It still is. That uh, that album has got me through quite a few uh, runs here lately. R- jogging. 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 <laughs> Running. <laughs> it's good. It's probably good if you had the, run- the actual other runs, it too. It probably would Get be. you right through that. Yeah, it'll get you right through it. Um, and then uh, our, our local song for today is one of my actual personal favorites. I must have seen these guys 12 times, but not this year, even though I, I think I should have seen them two or three times already this year. But it's 2020, and the world is dumb. You're not allowed to see anything. Right. This is, uh, this is actually a premiere. This is Emerald Echoes by Pistol. They are an instrumental band here in Columbus. Uh, they sent us a little bit of info, which I really liked. This, this would be a good way to, if we can get these local bands that we use to send us a little bit of info, it would be a good way to get the info about them out. Man, I should have thought about that a little bit better Ooh, before I said it. On fire. Yes. Uh, it says that each member has doggedly followed their own path roads to becoming, path roads to becoming the best versions of themselves. Band name. Still, <laughs> path roads. Best versions of themselves and not always the sunnier, well-traveled ones. A few false starts with vocalists, and it soon became apparent that the project would be better suited as an instrumental quartet. Songs are more concise with a focus on melody and keeping with a familiar but new aesthetic. Here's a premiere of their newest song that will prove all of these things to you, Emerald Echoes.
That last segment brought to you by Clint reading a paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The uh you know what? Sooner or later the beers are gonna kick in. Mm. They, well, they probably did kick in during the interview. But don't tell people how know, we, a little behind the we scenes. <laughs> we've done all of this and well, you know. In the background, you again have Conjurer's Choke. They uh, they are not fucking around heavy, and I love it. I think that song, uh, Chasm of Dread and something, something, something else on their EP is one of the heaviest songs ever written. It is, oh man, do I enjoy the hell out of it. Uh, while this is playing in the background, I would like to thank Connor of Conjurer, easy for me to say, for coming on. Uh, Brimming Horn for their deliciousness and for letting us partner with them. Use the code. Use the code. Epitome. They're our partner. Brimminghornmeadery.com. Pig Hog Cables. You want to sound better? Start with your cables. Get a Pig Hog Cable. Uh, this segment also brought to you by Clint Rinker Paragraph. This segment also brought to me by me. Review us on iTunes. We're on all the places to find podcasts, including iTunes review us there i did that backwards send us more music uh mendoza and fuzznot i have not forgotten about you guys i will be using you guys we will be using you guys as music here soon uh again and always preferably stuff that we can find and point people towards on streaming sites and uh similar to what pistol did if you've got info that you want to relay about your band please send that over and we will uh better inform people about you what else do we got here we are on all of the social sites. Is that how you say that? Social platforms? Yeah. As long as all of them are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, find us, follow us, like us, whatever. Rate us. Whatever us. damn. Yes. Wait, wait, what? I already said that. No. Whatever streaming service you're listening to this currently on, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Even if you hated us, it's not going to do you any harm to have us download every now and then. And it'll do us a lot of good. Yeah. So uh, other than that, the email to send the music that I mentioned 16 minutes ago is eostupidity at gmail.com. Um, there, I've talked for 37 minutes straight now. Do you have anything? Uh, I'm supposed to say bye and then your parenthesis fart noise. Bye. Bye. <laughs>